it's time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the womb, but they don't share opinions. And welcome to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And uh, welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We are live from Theo Luis's garage. And you know what? We're listening to Elvis Presley. You know, you know why, brother? Uh, I think so now. Well, you know what? It was how many years? In 1977 when the man went out to another play and another stage. All I know is that it was in 77 and it was hot like it is today Let in me Southern tell California. You, it was August 16, 1967. Today is 16th, right? <laughs> yes. In fact, today is mom and dad's uh, anniversary. Yeah. And do you Happy re- anniversary. Do you remember that? Do you remember the day that Elvis Presley died? It was a sad day at our house. I, I do. But you know what? It was the, a sad day all over the world, actually. But let's celebrate today. Let's celebrate the fact that, you know, we had some great music. Let's hear a little bit from Elvis Presley. The king. Burning love. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Elvis Presley. Hold on, I'm shaking my ass. <laughs> I want you to kick like uh, like a karate kick, and and do the old you know karate thing like Elvis used to do. Right on. Nobody did it like Elvis. You know what? Elvis got a bad. I don't rap. know. I've seen a few uh, a few chinos do it over in Vegas, man. <laughs> They're not bad. Eh? You know, there's They're a not place, as tall though. There's a place in NoHo <laughs> that serves uh, sushi. And they also have uh, Elvis and Person. I've been there. Yeah, it's a good place. I love that place. But we're not going to say the name because they're not a sponsor. Baby, that's the one I'm talking about. Let's 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 all go. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Thank you so much for listening to us. We really appreciate you guys joining us every darned week. And and we're so happy that you guys are uh, interacting with us on Facebook, on Twin Talk Show, Facebook and Twitter, Twin Talk Show. And please continue to. And what... We're glad that you were here last week, and if you weren't, what did we have last week? Last week, it was the Twiniverse. Uh, we had oh, yes. the guys from the Cineverse.com. That's C-I-N-E-V-E-R-S.com. Cordell Crimson and David Brown. Crisman and David Brown. Two cool cats, young guys who give you the best lowdown on the movies like you've never heard before. Really cool cats. It is, because these guys are really, check it out, these guys are really young from the Valley, you know, and... It's like if you're kicking it in the garage, which we did, and talk movies, Of course man. we do. You know, with your homies. and But they're they're well-versed, and uh, uh, they really have a passion for it. So check it out. It's and, a good show. And one of them's a twin. See if you can guess which one. You guys got to go on to www.twintalkcast.com and check out the title of that podcast is The Twiniverse. No, The Cineverse. On The Twiniverse. On The Twiniverse. Because this is The Twiniverse, and you're part of our twin pyre. And you know what? If you guys want to catch us on iTunes, you can get us because we're iTwins. Just search Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, and you could, you could subscribe to our podcast for free. 
for freaking free. Dude, this twin overload is fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today we have a fantastic show. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Today we have, uh, uh, in the second half of the show, we have the one and only the Midnighters. The Midnighters. The the pioneers of, of the Chicano sound, Chicano rock, out of East L.A. Mm-hmm. These guys, um, the predecessors but to world, Los Lobos, predecessors to all those other uh, Latino bands mm-hmm. and Los Lobos. Name them. Name them. Name them. Name those, name them. Uh, Los Lobos. Uh, <laughs> You know uh, there's the the Hannibal and the the cannibals and the and, and yeah all those guys those guys and you know uh, Mitch Ryder Mitch Ryder El Chicano Mitch Ryder took a, Cheech and Chong <laughs> Mitch Ryder took some sound from these guys no but know? check it out not only not only are do, are they a great uh, do they not only represent the Latino community very very cool but they've impacted the the world in other genres as well and we'll get into that uh with uh jimmy espinoza and greg esparza they're in the garage now but we turned off their mics eh? yeah because they just they're trying to because they're in the twiniverse <laughs> so here's the deal also today as a guest in our in our garage i say studio but if you see our pictures we are in a garage uh, from Joe's Great American, which reminds me, I'm going to post some right now. From Joe's Great American Bar and Grill in Burbank, where we're going to have that fantastic double header with Sunset Riot, Sunset Riot Twin- Farewell for Now show with Sunset Riot and Run Devil Run. Our um, Rachel K, who is the manager and believe it, she's a bartender manager and she's in charge of entertainment she's going to be here talking a little bit about the show, about Joe's Bar and Grill, and the fact that she's a multiple. Yeah. yeah. See, we're proliferating. We're, we proliferate. What we, does that mean, bro? We you live, say it all the that time. That means that homes. we're spreading out before it's like a like a like a virus. We live among you. You know what? Turn around. The guy next to you at work, he might be a, a multiple. He might be a twin, and you don't even know it. Yeah. You might you might be living with us. So be nice it. to twins, because you know they weren't very nice to us. No, they weren't. When we were kids, you know, because we were popular only because we were twins. Because you know, not not that not we because of it. all our talents and shit. Not that we deserved it. No, we, we just by by the by default. By default, you, they loved or hated. The us. girls were like, "Oh, get cute, pinch the cheek." That's uh, I wanted to pinch the butt. They pinched the cheek. <laughs> anyway, so also. <laughs> Back in Dealish's garage with the current events later on, it's going to be Jonesy. She's in the house, right, Jonesy? Say hello real quick. Hello, hello. All right, we're going to be with Jonesy in a little while, so stand by for that. She's going to give us the uh, the lowdown on the hoedown. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, it's Angel's shout-outs. I have some shout-outs. We have a lot, a lot of listeners that want to check out the Midnighters, I'll tell you. We... Uh, um, we're, we're so proud to have them here and we're so happy that you're listening and I'd like to start with Solera 5150 thanks homegirl for posting this event and then all your people know all about our show and uh, Rosanna Tarin I think is the name and uh, uh, let's see we got Alice Gonzalez Angelica Arredondo Jesse Trujillo Lenny Arel Soriano, Lisa Hernandez, Mary Lou Arroyo, Mercedes Galvan, Shay and Eric Gomez. Also, to our homie over in uh, Seattle, uh, is that Washington? Seattle, what? Yeah. Mario Campos, what's up, Holmes? He moved back home, remember? He was down here. He's uh, uh, He was all at Christmas parties. Yeah, 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 Mario, what's uh, up? A, a great, great. He's a great artist. Great artist and a lot of fun with the, when you're with the family. Hey man, much love over there because I know it rains a lot. Uh, check out our Facebook if and 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 try to friend him. And it's up to him if he wants to say yes or no. But he's got a lot of great artwork, so check him out. George Corona, thanks for listening, Holmes. And yes, I love you. My brother loves you. And uh, stay in touch, Cristina Bañanes Perez. 
Thank nice. you so much for listening and all the friends request. Dennis Gomez. Dennis, what's up? What's up? Uh, from Non-Human Intelligence. He was on our show. You can catch that podcast. It's called Intelligence and Ignorance. Uh, happy birthday, Dennis. It's his birthday today. It's called Ignorance and Intelligence. Okay, Ignorance and Intelligence. But Thank you, know you Dennis. Happy birthday to you, Dennis, and all the Leos. I'll tell you, when they're mad, leave them alone, okay? They'll, you know, And give them all the attention because that's what they want. Hey, Jesus Puga and Sue, Sue Gregorius in the East Coast. Anthony Garcia, Umantecum. Hey, we're going to play that song you want from the Midnighters. I know you want to hear it. And uh, Midnight Cruisers, hey, Holmes, thanks for, uh, for, for checking in. And the Mary Drifters as well. There's some pretty cool bands right there uh, you guys ought to check out. So that's my shout-outs brought to you by Express Cuts. When you want your hair pimped, go to Express Cuts. That's my daughter's place. It's three generations of hairstylists, and I'm ki- I'm not kidding you. They are good. Just go to 10420 Laura Souza Road in El Monte. But because there's a lot of homies out there, Big Monte at 91732. <laughs> or if you want, call. You can just walk in or call and make an appointment at 626-448-1931. And Pinchy, that's my daughter. If you're listening, I love you, baby. Hey, so Oh, wait a second. If you go there and you mention Twin Talk with, when you get your hair done... After getting your hair done, you get a free condition and blow dry. I like that. That's awesome. And you know what? I um, I want to add to a shout out. I want to give a shout out to Irma, who for eleven years was my daughter's nanny. Irma, it's, I miss you, Pinchy. It, it was her birthday last week, and uh, love you, Irma. Miss you dearly. Happy birthday, muchos felices cumpleaños, and all that good stuff. Irma Torres Rodriguez, you Hernandez. rock. huevos rancheros. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the shout-outs, man. Uh, I know, dude. You know what? I took my daughter to 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 Express Cuts to get her hair did for school because she's yeah. School I saw the video. Look great. Good job. She has beautiful long hair to start with. Yes, of course she is. She, yeah. she's my daughter. Now I want to make sure to let everyone know. Feel free to call in anytime and during the show because we'll tolerate the calls. We, you can dial us at six two six two seven five twin. Figure out the numbers six two six. Two seven five twin. You can call right in into Twin Talk with Jose and Angel at Theo Lucius Garage. You want to talk to us? You want to mention anything when it comes to the topics that we're talking about? The Midnighters will be here in a little while. You want to talk to them? Whatever. Call in six two six two seven five twin, or just mention anything on our Facebook wall on Twin Talk Show. Uh, that's called the Twin Line. The Twinophone. The Twinophone. The Twin Line. The Twin Line. Okay. Instead of the Hot Line, it's the Twin Line. Okay. You know, it's in, we're synonymous with hot. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean the show. The show's a hot show, man. I, I mean, know, bro. But I'll put some salsa on my tacos. Why not, eh? Anyway, <laughs> so um, before we do, before we go to the into the uh, shoutouts, we did again, the shout- <laughs> I mean into the current events. I just want to re- remind everyone that it was in 1977 on this date that uh, Elvis Presley went on to play on another stage. You guys go find your records and blast them. All right, it's Elvis, baby. All right, and now it's time for Jonesy's current events. What's up, Jonesy? Hello. Hi, baby. Hey, hey guys. Welcome back. Welcome thank back, you, baby. Thank you for having me. So, how, how was your week? Good. My week's always good. I mean, who has bad week? Well, I guess I have bad weeks, but now my week is great. Tell me about it. What was it? Did you did your kids start school this week? No, mine did. I am on like the six day countdown. Uh-huh. Woohoo! School shopping, get all that done. Oh, we're done. Awesome. I've been waiting for school to start for the past month and a half. We are ready. Well, <laughs> you know, I never. You went shopping already, todo, or what? What do you mean by ready? Um, uniforms were bought a month ago. Uh-huh. 
school supplies were bought two days ago. You just want that free babysitter that's called a teacher, right? <laughs> hey, I pay taxes, okay? It is not free. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, Malo Suave is on. He, he says, hey, that chick is sounds hot. Is she as hot as she sounds? Yes, she is. It is summertime. It is pretty hot out here. <laughs> you know what? Jonesy is my niece. I can't answer that. But she, hey, all I got to say, <laughs> my whole family, they're all We're hot. not ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it runs in the blood. Anyway, Josie, so what's going on with the current event? Okay. Well, today's the anniversary of Elvis's death. It's Madonna's birthday. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I mean, she's just old. Do we really have to say how old she is? <laughs> okay, she's let, probably older than Elvis was when he let died, guess, right? Let me guess. All right, if I win, if I what's, what's the spread? Two, two years? Three years? A three-year spread. All right, Ace? If I win, okay. if I win, you owe me a beer. And you guess... Okay. And then if you and I owe you a beer, three-point spread? Oh, uh, what her birthday is? Yeah. Okay. No, no, and no. if you guys how, how both miss it on three points, uh, how old she is? you guys owe me a margarita. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. So I'm going to guess that uh, Madonna is... Um, Madonna is... Uh, hey, hold up. Peter Parkman Limon. No What's cheating up? on Holmes your phone. No Googling on your oh, phone. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jose is... No, I'm totally not Googling. I'm totally not. Um, I'm running a show here. She's... she's uh, hold on. She's... Uh, Prince is 51. I totally won. Jose. So Madonna is probably uh, 50. Okay. Okay. My turn. I won already. Okay. Whatever. All right. Okay. And I know because I saw it on the- Wait, on, Prince is older than I saw the. I saw her age <laughs> on the on her tag on her phone, on, on her tag. She's 21 on her close tag. Forever 21. Um. <laughs> no, she's at H&M. <laughs> What's H&M? H&M. It's her store. <laughs> oh well. So what is it? How old is Forever Twenty One? Fifty three. I guess I'm. I'm. I got it. I'm by three points. I mean, within the three oh, point spread. Ace, you owe me a beer. Oh, that I will. Shit. Modelo, you, have to, you have to come over. Modelo for it. Lager, please. Well, come over for it, eh? All right, dude. Okay, that's a, that's a deal. So let's hear it. <laughs> Did she celebrate it? What'd she do? I don't know. It, it didn't say anything. It just said she's 53. It showed okay. a bunch of pictures of her She old did celebrate it. I get it. Celebrate. She celebrated like a virgin. Hey, <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Just had to do it. Okay. Into the current events. Have you guys heard? This, is, this story just makes me so sad about the Indianapolis State Fair, about that stage collapsing. Yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. That is terrible. That was terrible. Yeah, they and they were barely saved by just saying a prayer on the backstage. Well, what I mean, there was no, five people there were died. fans who died. Oh, I'm talking about the the the, the group. Sorry. Oh, I was talking about people <laughs> you know who paid money to watch them and died. Yeah. Oh, so 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 yeah. what's the latest on that? Um, the latest is they actually just held a memorial for them, um, and it's crazy to see all of the. Um, musicians you know out there because it could happen to anybody it could be anybody's fans and it's that's got to be really crazy you know but think about it it's the fair who gets on fair rides let alone stands that close to fair stages well, like you know i think it's kind of it's time for people to start realizing check. the fair is not a safe place well no. here's the deal here's the deal Dude, uh, you, it those happened. bottles that are doing the rides they look like they're all they're tweaking. carnies <laughs> i mean have you ever really looked at a carny besides yeah. just giving them a ticket yeah <laughs> They are not normal. That, no. That's part of the ride. They scare the shit out of you when you're in line. That's why. <laughs> so here's the deal. Here's the deal. They, <laughs> and, and did you see it happened about a, a few weeks before it happened? Well, Cheap Trick was on, on stage, 
at a fair. Really? And they were uh, li- they were performing live. The stage went down. Nobody was killed. People were hurt. On this one um, in Indianapolis, five yeah. people were killed. They didn't even get. They weren't even on stage. Sugarland. Yet. Sugarland. Sugarland yeah. was going to be on, and they they waited a minute by the stage. Uh, the they, stage man. No, they, their they manager saying their prayer. Said no. You know what? Hold up. Let's say a prayer. Isopas. Yeah. Well, we we uh, our hearts go out to those people who who were uh, injured, but and and lost their lives and their families. But uh, a fantastic thing happened in that when that stage ca- was coming down, the crowds of people were running away, and when it finally finished crashing down, they all ran back to help to help the people that were trapped under. And that's a fantastic thing for them to do. No, they they left their beer over there. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go get my beer. Hold up, their eh? funnel cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay. Hey, they're moving the bodies. Hey, get out of my way. Eh? <laughs> hey, that's hey, hey, that, that, that hand's holding a beer. Grab it. Hey, memory drifters. The phone number is six two six two seven five twin. Are you gonna call or what? Eh? Yeah. What's up? Hey, Dory. I see you're on. What's up, Dory? You rock. Okay. What's going on? What else? Have you guys heard? Okay, you guys are twins. I know you had to hear about this mm-hmm. about Nick Smith, eleven year old Minnesota kid twin, actually. Um was at a game, at a hockey game with his family, because that's what they do, you know, up in those cold states, go to hockey games. <laughs> Anyways, so he's there, and he buys a ticket, or enters into the raffle to go, what is it, hit a hockey puck, a three-inch hockey puck into a three-and-a-half-inch hole from uh, 90 feet away, you know, like the basketball games, the half-court. Yeah, half three-inch hockey puck into a three-and-a-half-inch. Yeah, so you've only got a quarter-inch on each side oh, of that. shoot. Well, yeah. they pull Nick Smith. Nick Smith is outside the building, of course. So the father of Nick Smith sends his twin brother, Nate, to go down and actually hit the puck. Orale, dude. <laughs> so he I goes do that. down there. I do that. Remember when I went to court for you, bro? <laughs> yeah, we told that you story. That? <laughs> we told that story. <laughs> Jose had to work, and he just had a fix-it ticket. And so he said, hey, I wasn't working. He's like, hey, bro, you know, just Here's the deal. Idea. I had a fix-it ticket, you know, <laughs> and I went over there and I told – no, it was, a, it was like something, like a moving violation or something. And I told the judge – I went up there and I asked for community service. And I used to be a Spanish interpreter. And I said to the judge, you know, I'd be glad to interpret for the court if you'd like. And he looked at me. He's like, okay, we'll let you do that. So a couple of weeks later, I go and I, I – said that and the judge said, Charlie, you're going to let them all out. And so here's the <laughs> – I went back and, and I did eight hours community service interpreting for the court. Okay. Um, later on, you go get your documentation that you've done it, whatever. I'm supposed to go back. Oh, if there was part of it, another uh, a couple hours somewhere else. So I had to get the documentation. I forgot I had to go back to court to show proof. So I I, I got to go to work. I go, bro, I got to work tomorrow. Go to court for me. All you got to do is show that I got. You woke me up. Just go to court. All you got to do is walk up and show them this paperwork. You're so, clear. So I go, right? And I sit in the court and, you know, they're all calling the names. And all the Mexican names, they're they're like, do you want an interpreter? Do you want an interpreter? And so I'm already faking it, you know. And the judge looks at me, Jose Hernandez. And he asked me, you want an interpreter? And I like, for a second, I'm like, see? Sí. <laughs> <laughs> so the judge looks at me kind of weird and laughs. So he gave me an interpreter. I did the whole thing. I went back. I had no idea he had just interpreted in, in his court. My brother interpreted in that judge's court, which is why the judge looked at me all weird. So he comes back. But, he, but he I called he, him on his bluff. I had no idea. He, my brother think he threw a fast one on the court. <laughs> hey, bro, they get out of here. I, I, I told him I needed an interpreter, an interpreter dude. And i like, what? You could have gotten arrested, cabrón, dude. Oh, my God. Anyhow, what happened with this twin? Okay, so back to the story. Nate Smith goes, you, you know, just... 90 feet. Goes to hit his three-inch hockey puck and makes it. 
Okay, now this what is... What do you a, win? Now, he wasn't the one that they called his he name. He was not the kid who they called. The The kid that they called was Nick Smith. The name they called was Nick Smith. Nate Smith is the one who actually hit the hockey puck into the three-and-a-half-inch hole. So share it with your brother. So... <laughs> Oh my gosh, he wins $50,000. They win $50,000. No. no. <laughs> well, I mean, they're twins. One no. of them wins $50,000. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the deal. Tell me why the following day the dad goes forward and says it was the wrong twin. Well, the the, the father uh, felt the, what? Here's what happened. The dad because it was a dad who said, oh, my son's not, he's outside. But, so he told his brother, hey, you go inside and shoot it because he never figured his son would yeah, make it. Yeah, nobody wants your kid to miss. Like, oh, yeah, go in the middle of the court. I would do it too. But he never figured he'd make it. The kid makes it. Now the guy, the man sleeps on it and he goes, damn, I mean, I got to teach my kids a lesson in honesty. So he goes and he tells and he goes, you know what? You picked Nick Smith. And I actually sent Nate Smith in to and shoot. And they took the money back? Did they take no. the money back? No, they're actually still deciding on whether or not they're going to give it to they're them. They're one, Holmes. And, but you know what? I mean, I would say I would pull the hole. They you came know. from the same egg. You I know. mean, technically, they're the same <laughs> Chana, person. Okay. Chana, you know what? If, if the dad was a twin, he would have not He would have never twice. turned it in. But if he was a Josie, you know, when you're he would have never turned it in It's not either. bad. It's just that you have... You can do it. No, here's the deal. Here's the so deal. So do it. No, by the same token, you're not going to take a fall for me, right, brother? Like, like I went to court for you, bro. That's just a sad. <laughs> Remember the time when I was climbing I the roof? We were like in grade school, and I was climbing oh, I the love roof. This story. I was climbing the roof in the backyard, and my brother thought he was going to rat on me. So I did. Like, I rat on. So him. I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell my dad you're playing on the roof. So he goes inside. And, it was and, the last time I ratted. And my too. dad's like. Go get him! I'll, I'm gonna, you know, go cut, tell your brothers to come over here. So I, my my brother's like, you're gonna get in trouble. Come on down, you're getting in trouble. My dad's gonna whoop you. So he runs in the house first because he wanted a front row seat of me getting whooped. <laughs> my dad grabs him and starts whooping him. <laughs> and so I run in and I see he my brother me. getting whooped with, with a belt, like the Mexican belt too. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like scared as heck, like, oh, my God, I'm going to get it. He's crying, saying, oh, my God, puppy, it's not me. It's not me. I'm an angel. So after he's done, he was wasted. <laughs> he'd, he'd already shot the, you know, his, his, his the, you know. The Somebody time, already man. got the punishment. So he said, he looked at me, he goes, don't get on the roof anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I just see it as I've walked through Las Vegas before, you know, and when I was there with my girls, it was their first time in Las Vegas. And I'm like, here you go. Have a quarter. Go put it in the machine. If they would have won, there would have been cameras. Here's the but deal. God forbid the camera did not see. No, I pulled that slot myself. <laughs> you know, I mean. Here's the deal. No, here's the deal. Yeah, because what if um, you win and you don't get it, right? Look, here is the opportunity for the father on a grand scale to show his kids in, uh, a lesson in honesty. Do you remember the time, Angel, when we were... Uh, you and I took our kids and we went to Kmart or something to buy a gift for my mom's Mother's Day gift. Remember that, brother? And yes. my, our daughters, Nalani and Le- I mean Liana and Samantha, were walking around the aisles. They might have been nine, nine years old. No, don't don't implicate my daughter. Okay. Eh? Your daughter was Chande. there. Your kids, your kids and my kids were there. I know where this is going. Hold on, your kids and my kids were there, and Nalani had found a twenty dollar bill. They she, were little, right? Yeah, but not, not, not Liana found a twenty dollar bill, and she runs up to me. She goes, "Papi, papi, look, I found twenty dollars." And 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 you're like, "Oh, the first thing you said, lunch." <laughs> and 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 I said to Liana, "You know, um, I, I thought this is a great opportunity to teach my daughter a lesson in honesty." Now the deal is this. Um, I know it was honest that she found it. <laughs> no. Here's the deal. I, I said to her, listen, sweetheart, you know, somebody dropped that $20 and they might be looking for it. 
Now, I know that the odds are that nobody's going to go back to the register and say, you know, I lost $20 because they're going to expect that $20 to be gone. Hey, Jose, I think you should stop talking. We're losing listeners Let as me you speak. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, I, you were like, Jose, that's Has lunch. anybody in this room ever lost or found $20? Let me finish it? my story. Yeah. Everybody raise their hands. <laughs> Everybody Jose raise their hands there. But here's the deal. When you have kids, it's incumbent on you it's to It's falling on deaf ears, cause, bro. Because $20... It's not worth it. It's just $20. It's just 20 freaking dollars. But the lesson that they learn is priceless. And I remember the look on her face when she took it back to the cash register because she felt that she did something right. Good. So there you go. Good one, bro. Good job. There you go. Okay, uh, what's next? Okay, well, I hope that these, if, if, this, okay. these people give them the money because if that's the case, they could have lied and still gotten the money <laughs> and they chose to do the right thing. So the right thing for whoever that was in Minnesota is to give – Nick and Nate the money and call it a day. I have a feeling yes. that I have a feeling that they're going to get the money because they feel like it's you know they're, they're they were going to give it away anyways. Exactly, and it's a good lesson, and they're going to say, you know what, we appreciate it, or maybe a, a, a less amount. We're going to give you thirty thousand, no. twenty thousand, twenty five thousand. No, to there each ain't kid. no. <laughs> I think There's... I'm going to start a Facebook post thing. You know, like like this, so those twins can make their money. <laughs> All right, okay. so on to the next one. On to the next one. Oh, I forgot where I was there. Whoops. On to the next okay. one. Okay, Housewife Elvis Husband Prince. Dead. Does anybody watch The Real Housewives? No. I watch Atlanta just because they're crazy and ghetto and there's nothing like ghetto people with a lot of money because they just do stupider <laughs> stuff, okay? Anyways, um, so Russell Armstrong, who is the estranged husband of one of the L.A. housewives, Taylor Armstrong, hung himself. Um, they found him yesterday morning. No suicide note. Um, he was an investment banker, and nobody knows what's going on. So I have a feeling this is going to be a really good story. Wow. Well, I think uh, I'll be reporting course, on it again soon. Because because you brought it up. Oh yeah. It's um, all good stories. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's a good story. No, I have a feeling. <laughs> like I just have a feeling something's going to come out. You know what I mean? No suicide note. No nothing. He just committed suicide. Like that's hmm. terrible. I mean, it's a sad thing. Yeah. Really a sad. So, so, um, um, which one is she? Was she the investment, investment banker or not that I watch the show? (laughs) I don't know. I don't watch LA. Beverly Hills one. I just watch Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. On. 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 Next. Okay. (laughs) Let's get to some stupid states here. Oh, time for the stupid state of the week. We need a sound one for that stupid state. Stupid state of the week. All right. We'll do that. Okay. Let's go to Oregon, where... Ooh, I had a story here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just unorganized What state today. are you from? <laughs> <laughs> I need to be from Texas today because I'm kind of <laughs> off. Okay. Um, 30-year-old woman. 30-year-old in woman? In Oregon. Mm-hmm. Her name is Komoda Peterson mm-hmm. of Portland, was basically sentenced to first-degree criminal mistreatment, okay? The reason being she started reading the Old Testament and went on YouTube on how to circumcise her own son. Whoa. Yes. And what did they do to her? To her? Yeah. I mean, Basically, she was she was she was convicted of first degree criminal mistreatment. Did she? Ca- she she went through. She with attempted it. to circumcise her own son in her house. When obviously that didn't work, 
She called the police because, you know, poor three-month-old kid is bleeding everywhere. Or, or the paramedics. Now, now, the kid was how old? Three months. Now, and was she a devout Christian or was she ju- into it, Judaism? All it said was that she had started reading. It's And it, 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 it was just so odd because it said she started. Like, did you not read it when you had him and have him circumcised in the hospital here's, like most people do? Here's what I got to say about that. In, in the city <laughs> of Santa Monica, California... There is a there is a movement. Uh, they're actually trying to petition and uh, start litigation. Um, uh, 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 enter a bill in the state for uh, for voting to ban circumc- circumcision. It's Lorena Bobbitis. <laughs> <laughs> put her put her in jail, man. Well, here's the deal. Um, they're trying to stop uh, circumcision. They think they th- say it's cruel uh, punishment. Hell yeah, shit. it is. Shit. Child. Leave and that shit alone, Holmes. I, 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 here's <laughs> the deal. The reason why it's done in a lot of, for a lot of reasons. A lot of people do it because of religious reasons, you know. And when we're living in a, in a two thousand oh, thousands of years, they've been doing this in the in the Jew, in the Jewish religion, and uh, <laughs> and they want to stop it, and. Um, um, I say leave it alone, dude. If okay. it ain't broke, don't fix it. And you know what? I mean, it's, uh, it's Judaism. Judaism. <laughs> well, that one, but it's not the Jewish religion. Okay. <laughs> Judaism. <laughs> I stand corrected. But here's the deal. Leave it alone. We live in a country where, <laughs> yeah. it's, where it's free. Unless you're going to be nice to it. <laughs> freedom of religion. For the record, I'm not circumcised. I'm Mexican Catholic. TMI. <laughs> Niece, over here. I need, niece. I didn't even need to tell you, no. No, I didn't know, and I didn't want to know. You're, Mex- you're Mexican Catholic. It's ah! a given. <laughs> Mexican Catholic, it's a given. You should see her face, man. She's totally... <laughs> book okay, out. let me tell you a story. I have two girls. I have two little sisters. I have, like, Mexican Catholic family. Fifteen little girl cousins, okay? Yeah. So... So she I don't wouldn't do know. boys. So she wouldn't know. Yes, I don't know. I don't think about it. I don't ask about it. That's just boys' well, part. You know now, Mija? Yeah, uh. I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, all right, so I, uh, uh, so picture this. Nah. <laughs> do we have a, another stupid No state? more pictures. Okay. Actually, it's still in Oregon. Another? So Oregon is just officially the stupid state. But this week, the, by default, Oregon wins yes. the stupid state of the week. Okay, mm. let me put paint the story for you guys, okay? Roy Fritz. Uh, so Malo, Malo Suave, sorry, Malo chimed in on the circumcision story. He said that the ba- the lady told the baby, it won't be long now. Hey. <laughs> 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 uh, that's funny, Malo. Oh, man. Okay, so back to Oregon. Roy Fritz, a 33-year-old man, okay, spent 10 years in jail, okay, because he was on the run with his ex-wife, who basically they were robbing banks, you know, 10 years ago. He was carrying a Colt 45, like really, that's how long ago it was, and how old he is. So he's out on a, you know, 104 mile per hour speed chase, gets arrested, blah blah blah, goes to jail, serves his time, does what every jail person does. Finds a pen pal, gets remarried to this pen pal when he gets out, right? Mm-hmm. What better for them to do than go rob another bank? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> On their <So>, honeymoon? <laughs> <laughs> this time, they decide to rob a bank. This was Sunday, okay? And he was in the same predicament, this time with his pen pal wife. Um, she's driving the getaway car. The cops lay down spike strips. And obviously messes up the car you know they're like rolling on flats or whatever so they're like oh let's get this great idea 
pull into the driveway <laughs> where this old man is there and steal his car. Ooh, it's a stick shift. We don't know how to drive a stick shift. So they attempted to drive down the street. Have you guys ever seen anybody drive a stick shift not knowing what they're doing? And yeah. they're like, er, er, er. <laughs> how, baby, how? <laughs> so there they go. There's Now this guy is driving down the street, or his wife's driving down the street, and he's waving a gun out of the car, trying to get a car to stop. Like, oh, look, there's a guy waving a gun. Let's stop. Please, who does that? So he gets arrested again. Obviously, he's going to jail this time. And what the hell is wrong with you, Oregon? Like, I just discovered how stupid your state is. <laughs> and I also have to give a quick shout-out to, I have two new listeners in South Carolina. All right. Chris Locke and Danny Maldonado. And thank Thanks, Danny, for saying I'm a cracker. No, I just speak English. <laughs> and, and let me tell you something, people in South Carolina. You guys are not immune to the stupid state of the week. Oh, yes. <laughs> so be nice to Jonesy. <laughs> oh, anyway, so you know what? I um, That brings me to... Uh, hey, I want to give a shout-out to Melico Del Flow, homie. You're listening over there. Thanks. Hey, you know, he put together a video. Him and Cisco from Zapoteca Roots, remember they yeah. were on our show. Yeah, they put together a video and uh, they're giving us props on their uh, on their rap, and they got a picture of us on there. Eh? I saw it. Thank you very much, guys. Because you know what, we medical the flow with you. <laughs> anyway, you know what? Uh, we're, since we're talking on current events, is that, is that it for today? For your current that events, that is it, for ladies today. and gentlemen. Jones sees current events. Thank you, baby. Uh, you know what? Um, uh, uh, since we're talking about current events, uh, a lot has gone on this week. We had a really busy week. And um, one thing that I've got to say, um, uh, it's really fantastic in a stupid way what our president is doing right now. Uh, president <laughs> uh, Barack Obama is on a what he calls a listening tour. He's taken a bus to three of the Midwest states to listen to Americans. He must be listening to Twin Talk right now. Hey, what's up, <laughs> did, Mr. Did they President? Did tell him that like the stupid states are all in the Midwest? <laughs> well, here's the deal. Um, the thing is, he says it's not a campaign, but it just happens to happen right after... No, it's the, wine. Right after oh, you the, said I, campaign. I thought you said right, champagne. Right <laughs> after... I can never get a word edgewise. You know? Right after the Republican uh, debate... He starts taking a three-state tour on a bus, um, and he's doing the stump, you know, preaching or preaching or, or lecturing. And but he's saying it's a he's on a listening tour. And listen, what happens? He uh, there was a presser with Jim Carney, the press secretary, and they were asking him, "Is this something? Is this part of a campaign?" <coughs> and he's saying, "No, no, no, it's not a campaign." Oh. You know, he's a president. It's why he's going out and listening to people. It's the listening tour, all right. But they're angry because it's like, wait a minute, if he's this is a campaign. He shouldn't be using taxpayer money. So listen what happens. Very happily uh, getting out in the country again uh, after a sustained period here in Washington. And he, will, um, uh, he looks forward to talking to folks about growing the economy, creating jobs. And we'll have more details again, as I said, uh, about the specifics of the trip out later country on. Or out of out in the country. Oh, in the country. I'm the sorry. Midwest. <laughs> yeah. The Midwest is the country. There's no cities in the Midwest, right? Yeah, negative. It is a, an official event. Listen to this. He's the president of the United States. Yes. How smug is that? That's what bothers me about this administration. Well, he just said, "Mr. President of the United States." No, he said he. In other words, he, the, the the press asked him. Uh, so he's using taxpayer money. Well, he's the president of the United States. Oh, okay. When it's implied by the press that he's campaigning. Now, when you're campaigning, you should be using 
monies that are earned during campaign if people are donating to your campaign fund, right? But he's calling it a listening tour. Here's what I got to say about that damn listening tour. Let me tell you something. If the president, two and a half years later, needs to go out now on a listening tour, where were you when half of, the, half of America said, we don't want your Obamacare? And then after he passes it and shoves it down our throat behind closed doors in secret, in secret, he comes out two days later and says, oh, I hear that the Republicans are going to run on a platform of repealing Obamacare or the health care bill. And you know what he said to him? He said, go for it. Now, what kind of a president does that? He said, I just rammed it down your throat and tried to repeal it. That is not a, a president. That is somebody who's a dictator and telling you, I know what's better for you. What, is, and, what, is, what does that mean when you peel it? Repeal it. Uh, <laughs> repeal it. Well, whatever. <laughs> Before you shove it down your throat, you peel it. Don't you not eat a banana? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Here's another repeal. In other words, to, 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 uh, the, the Republicans are, as a matter of fact, after it was passed, there are lawsuits in 50, all 50 states that are trying to repeal it, to stop it, to cancel El- 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 to eliminate I, it. Should I be listening to you right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, though. Maybe Obama well, will, but can I chime in real quick? I don't care because Amalo Suave chimed in again, and he says the only thing Obama is listening to is NBA replays. Correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong, though. Franklin Roosevelt had fireside chats in 1933. That's fantastic during the Great Depression, which. Our recession that we're in is very much being compared to the Great Depression, and obviously he used taxpayers' money. There's nothing wrong with that. Let me tell you. Hey, wait a second. If he's out in the community listening to people, I mean, who's to say that Roosevelt did it. Um, 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 A a lot of presidents did it, and of course they did it, but they did not do do it during a time of campaigning. Okay. Now, officially, the president's campaign not necessarily has been kicked off, but the timing couldn't be worse because he does it right after and he does it right after the Republican Republican debate in Iowa that starts in Iowa. Actually, don't tell me that Roosevelt started it during his 1929 term as governor after he faced conservative Republican legislature, after each legislature session, hey, everybody, he would go out there's and start There's nothing wrong with hold, There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, hold so up. That's thing. normal. No, it's not the same thing. Hey, he hold up. Campaigning hey, Jose. for re-election. Jonesy, there's, Jose. He hadn't been elected yet, so he was campaigning hey, for an no. election to Hey, jo- Jonesy, Jose, everybody, just... <laughs> <laughs> Here's another thing. Hold on a second. Stop. Something like that happened back about 2,000 years ago. There's one bato. He washed his hands the, the wrong way on the Sabbath day. And his mom gave him a um, no, circumcision it's, at it's, home or what? It's que tanto pedo. <laughs> que tanto pedo, man. No, dude. Here's what I got to say. I mean, if the, the, if the president wants to go, you know, listen to La Comadre next door, I don't care. Well, here's the deal. Here's I mean, the, that's what you want the president to do, right? To no, listen. No, but the thing is. And when he's up there, he's getting paid on your dollar, right? On our dollar? You know what, though? But the thing is, when the president is utilizing taxpayer money to campaign uh, in a time where we're in the deepest recession since the Depression, uh, what does that look like? Uh, you know what? I say, ya callate. That's what I got to say. <laughs> now, respectfully, I don't say callate with the C word because he is our president. Whether I disagree with him or not, he's still the president. But you know what? Um, uh, where, where, where was he? Here's another thing. One more talking point on that. If he's on a listening tour, why did he send troops to Libya and didn't get permission? 
He didn't listen to the Congress. He listened to Americans saying, why are we there? He said, we're there on a humanitarian cause. Well, you know what? We're not, dude. Okay? That's why he went into um, Iraq and Afghanistan to begin with, if, if I recall. So no, let, me, let me tell you. No, Bush, let me tell you. Bush they, went in and got Congress's, you're gonna, uh, Congress to vote. Congress voted on it and gave him permission. Hold on. And it happened. Um, uh, Obama guys, didn't under the guise of a humanitarian. Hold cause. on, hold on. You guys are so busy like talking uh, cállate. all this technicality stuff on cállate. politics. Okay, and the bottom. Yeah, cállate. The, <laughs> the thing is, if you're not, it's, if it's not the president you voted on, you're definitely going to find something you don't exactly. like. They're yeah. all running. They're all going to run a campaign. They're all going to run a media thing, and they're all going to do a speech, and they're all going to do what it is that they do. Politics. Because that's what politics is. And if you don't vote for him, you're going to find something that you don't like. So, you know, Here's what's a big deal? Watch. Next next term, it's another president. It's, an, it's otro pedo. Yeah, you know why? I mean, what, why get stuck on that? I am hey, stuck on it because I, uncle, I hate it. Although, you know, I must say. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Even if we were to say he is hypothetically campaigning on tax dollars at least he took a bus and not a private jet you know what i th- i think we should be talking and you know if we're gonna have conversations that are so uh excuse me profound why don't we talk you know like monsanto you know that the the that chemical company that that it, that all of a sudden owns all the seeds in the world you know okay. why let me ask you your, no huh? this is a no this is true let me tell you they have a they have a what? terminate no hold on a second I, i'm getting to a point they have a terminator seed that'll that it's a one-time seed. It'll terminate all the other seeds, and if you plant something, they can they can sue your ass. Okay, they own the patents on everything. Hold on a second, and you know why we're we're not having that discussion? Because the powerful machine of the media that's controlled, or or the excuse me, the pol- political machine, or the whatever the powers that be, is really busy keeping us arguing on what. On what's on really not happening. I mean, not, that's really not, you know, it's it's like a cloak. It's like there's a bigger get, get, fish get. out there, and we're too busy bothering. You know what's funny? You're always what is it called? Apartheid or Angel? You always no. Go what's to it that. called? Uh, you always go to Republicans that. and you always go to the bigger fish. Oh, there's bigger fish to fry. I don't know what bigger. It's fish, true. I don't know what bigger fish to fry than when your country is going from a uh, from a uh, a democratic. To a, a socialist state, see, you know that's, that's not, that, nothing see, bigger than that. But what is the government going to do uh, uh, on a personal level, on a very, on a personal level, on a personal on, level, like relation in relation to our brothers and sisters and our relation to the earth and the sun and the universe? It's not it it, it the governments in the civilization or what are the governments and the political structures Be, that be, ladies and gentlemen, are only designed to to uh, to manage the resources that were. Plundering. Here's the deal. You understand what I'm Here's saying? And, uh, and and we're too busy look, arguing look, on these, uh, you know, re- Republicans or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> so let's talk that instead of this. Amber, Amber I mean, okay, Mar- Mar- he was listening to Tia Toncha over there and he shouldn't have done it on my, Marisol on my Mendes, dollar. Marisol Mendez chimed in. She goes, I don't care what president he is. He should not be using our tax dollars to campaign. And yes, Duval. Okay, dude. That's all Hi, I got Hi, sis. Say. I love you, Pinchy. Thanks for listening. Callate. <laughs> Anyway, so you know what? I wanted to talk more because, but we're running out of time. We're at 745. Oh, we got the Midnighters here. Yeah, but you know what? I, I do want to touch on this because here's another Cayate Cabron. Okay. In this case, it's Cayate Cabron. Okay. Listen to this. There's an organization um, out of um, um, uh, Answers.org. Is that what it's called? I don't know. A gay, lesbian, gay, transsexual, whatever. Listen to this. They are trying to campaign that Sesame Street 
make Bert and Ernie come out and marry. Listen to what they write. In this horrid age, horrid age of lay, gays, lesbian, gay, whatever, kids taking their own lives and being beaten for who they are, need to know that they are beautiful. Bullies that facilitate those tragedies, be it verbal or otherwise, should be taught that homophobia is not okay. Therefore, Sesame Street, which is not only the children's multimedia educational marketing project, should have Bert and Ernie come out and marry because they say that Bert and Ernie is gay, are gay. And um, Sesame Street came out with a statement, and they said, they said this. Let me tell you what they said. Um, Hurry up, let man. Let me finish. Shit. Bert and Ernie are best friends. <laughs> they were created to teach preschoolers that people can be good friends with those who are very different from themselves. What I got to say about this, because I have a couple of, uh, one preschooler and a toddler, and, I've had, and you've had children that are young, they're older now. Kids and they're bigger now. at preschool age <laughs> need to know social skills as in how to get along, how to share, how not to fight, and stuff like that. But they're not into sexual orientation. No. They don't know that. They don't need to know that. And what are you going to do? Think about it, Mr. You know what? Nothing against gay and lesbian people. Nothing against that. But think about it. If they decide to make Bert and Ernie marry or whatever, have a Muppet that's gay or lesbian, they're going to have to portray them with the stereotypes that you guys hate. Because that's the only way to pull it off. It's ridiculous. Teach it. It creates that separation that, that teach I it, constantly talk teach about. Teach it at age appropriateness. Age appropriateness. Sesame Street hey, is what if, not hey, the place. What if Bert was a Republican and the other one was yeah, a Democrat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's a it's below it's above the learning their 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 learning grade. They're they're way too. Now you would vote for the Republican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I got to say. Yeah, <laughs> Anyways, let's I got to say. Let's keep moving, bro. Okay, let's keep moving because. Uh, because I, we I, got I, listeners here that want to listen to or want to hear what's up with the Midnighters. Uh, you know the what? The Midnighters. Uh, you know what? Okay, then. We're going to have to go and move forward because my brother is getting on my case. We're going to be right back um, with. Uh, what are we coming back with? Oh, we're going to be back with Rachel K. Rachel from K. Joe's Great American Grill. Uh, don't for Bar and Grill. Bar and Grill. Joe's American Great American Bar and Grill. Where, where, where the uh, Sunset Riot Farewell Show with Sunset Riot and Run Devil Run is going to be on September 3rd. So hang tight. Hang tight. Tuesday is Twins Day. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel at 7 p.m. Tune in to Twin Talk for the premiere of American Vato, where you can pick a real homegrown Vato to be the first American Vato. Check out these creases, Ese. Don't cut yourself. I got my flannel, my khakis, and my imperials, Ese. Que mas quieres? Will it be El Enano from East L.A. with his firme threads but menacing stare? Don't be a chava, Ese. Vote for me, because I'm the real American vato. Hey, baby, que paso? I'm the most firme ruca in this joint, Ese. Or La Shy Girl from Bolin. 
and Chucho and my man. She's got connections, eh? Shout out to my homegirl, Sapa. Hey, Sapa, I got your eyeliner, eh? That's a firme track, Holmes. Turn it up till it bumps. Or do you prefer to groove with Flaco from Dogtown? I get the ladies, I say. Orale, Holmes. You can't groove it like me, ese. This is how I get the niña, say. So show America where you're from, ese. And call on your cell, or from your cell, to vote for the first American Vato. Premiere soon on Twin Talk. That's more like it. Sunset Riots back to LA. Twin Talk with Jose and Angel proudly present Sunset Riots Farewell for Now show. Don't miss it. Saturday, September 3rd at Joe's Great American Bar and Grill in Burbank. Sunset Riot's going to bid farewell, or shall we say, see you later, on the last stop of their Mama Said U.S. tour and just added our very own Knights of the Sunset Strip, Run Devil Run. Make sure we see you at Sunset Riot's Farewell for Now show with Run Devil Run, Saturday, September 3rd at Joe's Great American Bar and Grill in Burbank, California, presented by Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Same old talk radio. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Okay, what happened to your shoe, brother? Shoe! <laughs> and you know what? It was going to be an awesome show. You guys heard the advertisement for um, Sunset Riot and Run Devil Run live. Make sure you guys go. It's going to be so dope. It's only five bucks at the door, it, it, and the, the quality of the bands and the location is very cool. And come kick it with Los Cuates and all the people there. And you know what? To talk a little bit about that with us right now, uh, the manager and bartender and also manager of entertainment uh, from Joe's Bar, Great American Bar and Grill. And, and she's a multiple as well, an identical triplet. An identical triplet. And, and ladies and gentlemen, Miss Rachel Kay. Shoot. Hey guys. <laughs> Rachel, thanks so much for making it into Theo Lisa's garage. We're, glad, we're, we're so happy that you braved the heat because you know there's no AC in Theo Lisa's garage going on right now. But thanks for being here. Thanks for inviting me. I'm here. Uh, you know what? Are we really, really excited that we're going to be doing this? Thank you so much for letting us. I mean, we called Rachel, right? We got we got in touch with Rachel. Hey, we got these pretty cool bands. What do you think? And Rachel's like, let's Love go them. for it. Let's yeah, they're great. It. I checked them out on YouTube, and mm -hmm. they're they're awesome. I can't wait for them to come and just blow that place to bits. Awesome. So tell tell me tell us about what you do. Uh, what is your title there? What are you supposed to be doing there for for a great? What I'm doing. I manage um, and and bartend four days a week there, but I also book all the bands, and um, we're kind of an eclectic diamond little. Uh, Eclectic bar. We have Monday nights. We have hot jazz. Tuesdays swing. Wednesdays rockabilly. Thursdays we have classic rock. Friday country and Saturdays always sort of like whatever we can get in there that's crazy and new. And that's what we're doing with uh, Sunset Riot. I've checked it out. You guys have some really good uh, uh, bands that stop by in your area, and uh, the even the crowd there that uh, 
the, you got kind of a what do you call it like a built-in crowd there that, that they... yeah we have tons of like it's a bunch of regulars and our age demographic's great it's mm-hmm. 21 and over mm-hmm. always but mm-hmm. 21 to 90 you can find anybody in there that's 21 slamming Goldschlagers to someone who's 90 just getting down hey I, all I want to know is you got some beer specials <laughs> 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 no I'll figure that out for we myself do. we have a we do have happy hour Monday through Friday four to seven so right if you want to come down and right get on. some grub and some drinks Right on. So, you know, um, when you saw, first of all, you've seen the videos and the music for Sunset yes. Right and for Run, Devil, Run. What do you think? Tell us about that. You know, uh, I wasn't a big fan of Australia until I saw them. So now I'm um, uh, <laughs> really talented guys and not bad on the eyes either. Yeah. So. Nice. Well, you know what? I tell you what. We really uh, thank you so much for letting us uh, uh, be part of this. We're really, really excited about it. Uh, but let's, people, let's let people know. What what goes on? I mean, it's not just a venue for music. What do you got going on at uh, Joe's Great American Bar and Grill in Burbank? Well, during the day, we, we obviously have the happy hour. We have a great menu if you're hungry, if you want to come in there through, through lunch. Uh, Monday through Sunday, we're open 11 a.m. till 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. And um, we have great football specials when football goes going. It gets packed. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not like a certain team. Everyone just kind of comes in there and gets each other hell. Cool. I'm a Tampa Bay Bucks fan. Uh, some of the guys are Steelers fans, and we just have a really, really good time. Is there any hot chicks there? <laughs> There's some hot chicks. I got to tell you, the girls that work there are pretty slamming. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, and the girls that come in there, so if you want to buy them a beer on September okay. 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> the hell with it. They could buy Put it on a the beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 2011, baby. You know? So um, what... what um, okay, we got a, a $5 cover charge. Let's, let's give people where it's at. Website, all that good yep. stuff. Yep, um, we're located at forty three eleven West Magnolia, uh, in Burbank, and you can actually go on our website. It's danceatjoes dot com, and besides just the show on September third, you can kind of check out what other live bands that we have going on every night of the week. Mm-hmm. Go oh. ahead, brother. <laughs> I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say something, brother. I was. I, I drew a blank. <laughs> so, okay. how do you draw that? <laughs> Without a pen. <laughs> now, now, now that you're here at Theo Lisa's garage, what do you think? What do you think of the joint? I think it's. I think I love it. Uh, right on. <laughs> it's cooled down, so it's not as bad as it was about yeah, an hour ago. It was a little. Oh, I remember now. <laughs> hey, you guys, they, they filmed like a movie or something there, didn't we they? We do tons of filming there. Yeah, we've done Desperate Housewives, um, uh, United States of Terror. Uh-huh. You name it, it's been filmed there. Uh-huh. Now you know what um, you were so also. It's, a, it's a, got a good environment. And That's you also why. tell the me that there's a lot of industry people there. Huh? Tons of guys that you know, from just working on the sets to um, you know the big the big wigs at this at the studios. It's great because uh-huh. it's kind of like this little diamond in the rough in Burbank. And when you go in there, it's just packed. But, and it's very to homey too, very neighborhood like because it's you know Burbank is is kind of a neighborhoody area yeah. so you got kind of like a very uh that that nice feeling of hey Holmes, what's up hey, you. it's been compared <laughs> to cheers all the time i mean uh-huh. everybody knows each other's names everyone gets along uh-huh. you don't have to worry about like a bar fight or <laughs> anything it's great <laughs> well <laughs> well you know we're gonna have to let you go because we have to move on to we have another hey guest. and thanks for the yeah. food too you're welcome yeah she brought us some swag <laughs> and food look at that from joe's bar and grill man That's joe's good. great american yeah. bar and grill in burbank uh-huh. be there on september 3rd sunset riot and run devil run and, and ask for rachel k Rachel K is going to be there. Say that again. (laughs) I forgot if we were going to call you Ray K or Rachel K. I answered anything. You're good. Okay, Ray. All right, Ray. Thanks so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. You know, we got to go now. We're going to be right back. Our musical break is by, it's from our our guest. Yes, it's the classic Whittier Boulevard by the Midnighters. Tired of that same old talk radio? Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. 
that's Whittier Boulevard by the one and only The Midnighters. They, the Midnighters from the East legendary LA. Chicano rock band from East LA. And now we're giving it to you. Well, they've been to the, around the world, but here you go again on the Twimpire. Well, here they are, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from The Midnighters. Angel, introduce them, my friend. Uh, from The Midnighters. Uh, <laughs> please welcome uh, Jimmy Espinosa, founder and leader of The, the uh, Midnighters, and uh, Greg Esparza, um, voice singer and the new frontman. Frontman. For right. the Midnighters. Hello. Ciao. How you guys doing? Fantastic. Thanks so much for being here. On uh, Thanks for joining us at Theo Luis's Garage. Listen, 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 Jimmy. I know you're very much a creative person, and you take what you do seriously. Uh, you have an except your your group has an exceptional uh, reputation. The fact that you came all the way out here to be with us is a real honor. Thank it, you so much. It is indeed. It actually was only twenty minutes away. You know, we live in uh, Alhambra. That's just down the five freeway. Uh-huh. Just down the street. I said. Well, there you go. You're you're, you're really from here. I mean. So really, he was on his way to buy guitar strings. <laughs> now I don't know who to be. Should I be Angel today or should I be Jose? You well, got, you, 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 I was here two weeks ago. You guys had a really great show, and I I, I left with a personality conflict. I said I'll be Jose. The conservative part of me said, "Oh my God, Ronald Reagan." But the other part said, "Order lip West, what are you talking about with all this stuff? I'm Democrat." Uh, what Jimmy's talking about is that Jimmy was here a couple of weeks ago, just visiting Theo Lisa's garage while we had uh, Suzanne Wong in. Uh, in the garage, uh-huh. and he was just chilling with us, just keep kicking back, watching, and observing. You know, yeah, yeah. but don't take too much of my time now. But we, talking about Susie, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for thank you for for coming on our show. Yeah, my name is uh, Jimmy Espinosa. I'm the founding member, and I'm reading your script and leader, Jimmy Espinosa, <laughs> and singer front. Oh, that's Greg, <laughs> singer front. Oh, Greg's the singer front. Yeah, man. T- Ma- talk about that. Tell us uh, who are the members now. In uh... well, let's get let's go back to the to your notes. Come on, man. Okay, beginning of the Midnighters. <laughs> well, no, actually, you you you, you can direct me. Well, uh, okay. I do want to say something. Yes, sir. We just came off. We'll, we'll, we'll introduce. Let's talk about the Midnighters. But first, we just came off a very uh, a famous track, Whittier Boulevard. Yes. I love there the Reagan. There's the Ronald Reagan. There in you me. go. Let's talk about Whittier okay. Boulevard. Whittier Boulevard is the the cruising street that the Midnighters recorded uh, the cruising uh, experience. And we re- recorded the instrumental Whittier Boulevard. Uh-huh. So it actually uh, made that uh, uh, street famous for cruising right right that's it it I, made uh, number 10 in 1965 yeah 1965 we were in the charts can i see that bro yes you <laughs> can, <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you there's some beer stains on it what did you do <laughs> i didn't invite you oh my i should God. have invited you home <laughs> dig, dig, dig this satisfaction the rolling stones number one number two hold me hold me milk harder all i really want to do my God, we're number ten. So these Mexican Americans <laughs> from East LA made it to number ten, top thirty. Tuned. I sound like Christine now, don't I? Now that's a good segue, Crystal. What? Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Crystal, she did such a wonderful <laughs> job here. Malo Suave, she is very foxy, but hands off. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the deal, Jimmy. You, that's a perfect segue. You were talking about what you guys are doing in 1965, and and out of East LA, the Midnighters. A bunch of guys from East L.A. who who who, who gained some international appeal, and and not only that, were the starting point for for a lot of other uh, Latin American bands out of Southern California and Los Angeles. Uh, tell us about uh, the Midnighters. I don't know if I could be that articulate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Will you just a, couple, a few guys just jamming in the garage? Since you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it was a really interesting experience. Uh, 
a lot of guys from Catholic school, a couple guys from uh, from public school. We were just doing our stuff, you know, cruising, enjoying the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, uh, absorbing all the different uh, cultural uh, musical uh, genres that were prevalent at that time. And the band just sort of formed out of being friends, you know, and just listening to everybody. Motown, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. Uh, we actually were into classical music and jazz. So it was like a melting pot, pretty much like America. And so we just did our stuff, learned our music, and one of the things about the band, it was like really tight. We were like, we were carnales, like you guys. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we, we had the same kind of banter. We, we had different opinions, uh -huh. but we, we resolved it, you know, somehow. Yeah, we were friends. And uh, we put everything into the music. And, and in the Midnighters catalog, you'll, you'll hear a lot of passion, mm -hmm. but you'll hear a lot of gentleness at the same time. That's one thing I like about our culture. You know, we have the passion, but we have the gentleness. The, uh, the Midnighters, I think at the time, because in that era the with the rock and roll era uh being so i don't know new still i mean it did come you know it was still fairly new the rock and roll scene i i i imagine because i was you know i can't remember that far back uh, but <laughs> <laughs> my back just went out <laughs> but but rock and roll was still kind of evolving and still kind of becoming uh defining what it was and and you guys came in with some horns and some uh some guitars and a little bit of conga and gave it a, a latin flavor but brought uh, how how was it received how, how yeah how did yeah, it receive in the that, rock that, and roll world that was a great uh, lead-in um <laughs> but that's exactly right you had bill haley and the comets they were playing the upright bass pretty much like the rockabilly guys right, are doing right. today uh -huh. so when they uh they got the fender bass that's when they started uh, picking up the electric instruments and electric guitar so that was like the turning point for rock and roll and the midnighters were forming about that time and we picked up electric electric guitars electric basses drums horns because uh, our horn players were pretty much into uh uh the jazz crusaders if you notice on the on the uh, albums you'll hear trombone that was romeo prado larry rendon uh doing the sax and uh they actually were the really heavy jazz influences of the group Larry Rondon, uh, he's listening. Hi, Larry. What's up, Larry? What's up, Larry? So yeah. let me ask you then, in East L.A., and, and this is not to impugn, uh, I mean, gente from East L.A., but, you know, you're, you, it's not a, um, it's, it's not a, um, a wealthier community, you know? Where do, where do these kids or these young guys come around with, like, jazz instruments? You know, I mean, how did this come about? It actually came probably from from the schools. You know, we were all in the band, awesome. And so they they uh, we were renting instruments from the local music stores. And usually, when the kid proved himself, then the parents would buy him an instrument. Nice. And it would start being a student instrument. But of course, as as we got better. And did some gigs. We started paying for our own instruments. They, they rocked the world on rented instruments, eh? Que mas quieres, eh? First to know here. <laughs> Angel Jose. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so you, you started getting uh, uh, airplay and, 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 and television appearances? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the signature uh, point in the, in the career, in the early career, was a rock and roll show at East Los Angeles College Auditorium. They had, we used to have rock and roll shows. Salesian High School... Uh -huh. would sponsor these rock and roll shows. Uh -huh. Well, the Midnighters uh, were on the show, and uh, Cannibal and the Headhunters, who also had a hit on on the first single, Land of a Thousand Dances, uh -huh. were scheduled, and the Midnighters were supposed to back them up. Well, the Midnighters had done their set already. Uh -huh. Cannibal never showed, so the band 
proceeded to do Land of a Thousand Dances, which they weren't scheduled to do, uh-huh. and recorded it and got a hit on it. And that, yeah, that awesome. Now, the difference is that Cannibal went on to record it, and they had an East Coast hit and later toured with the Beatles. Oh. Chicano's so, touring with the Beatles. Come on. Uh, right on. That's awesome. You know, and, and tell us about that. <laughs> well, not us. You have to ask Cannibal. A little bit of tacos with tea. <laughs> tacos and tea. That's it. Well, no, the, 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 I guess the, uh, the claim to fame would be a Mexican-American rockers uh, chart in the East Coast and chart in the West Coast simultaneously on the same song. Uh, the East Coast guys, Cannibal and the Headhunters, touring with the Beatles. Uh, us on the West Coast having enjoying a hit with radio station KRLA. Huggy Boy was there on the time. I remember at that, that time. He broke the record, and so we both enjoyed uh, simultaneous hits. Wow, that's awesome! So when we're talking K- KRLA, I mean that was the station to listen K-R-L-A. to. KRLA. <laughs> That was the station to listen to. What did it feel like when you were... Cru- it was actually the station, but it became the station when the Midnighters had hit on it. Yeah, and what is it when you're cruising down Whittier Boulevard and you're watching or you're listening to one of your tracks? Wow. That's us. I bet you got a lot of chicks, right? <clears throat> <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> I used to say the checks on the mail. Right? The checks in the mail. You know what I what I found really uh, really interesting. Tell and, me, Angel, and what, did, what did you find riveting? Is that you know I've I've been listening to a lot of your tracks as I was growing up. You know the the garage parties. You know at the car shows and yeah. Uh, uh, but and uh, ever since I met you, I started to listen more and more, and I didn't realize how large of a span of, of, of styles you go from like the the the, the very uh, r&b very love songs you know you got your chica and your beer and you you know dancing with her yeah and, yeah. and then you got the psychedelic you know yes. uh, stuff like uh let me see i, I well love special delivery and jump jumping up yeah that's see what ha- was happening the group would stay here there's a bit of it yeah See, at that time, the group was already evolving into other forms. Uh-huh. We had uh, we had been playing a lot of surf music earlier. Check it out. Check it out. Put it up. I could totally see Annette Funicello dancing on the beach to this. That's it. And, you know, I mean, you think about it, like nowadays, you've been, uh, I, I've read, uh, there. This is from the Commercial Appeal out of Memphis. Their blend of rough-hewn R&B and garage rock is an ex- excellent example of proto-punk and accounts for their enduring cult status. But with the current popularity of such descendants as the Strokes and the Hives, this obscure group takes on a new significance. And I hear it. I can hear it now. I had no idea. how. That, I mean, I've, I've loved your music, but I didn't realize that it's pretty awesome. Yeah, um... We were invited uh, September uh, 2010. We performed at the House of Blues in New Orleans by a, a, a wonderful organization called the Ponderosa Stomp. What they do is they uh, they host uh, uh, groups that uh, needed to that didn't really have a complete national acclaim that they should have had, and they bring them together and honor them. And we were we were honored. Awesome. To, yeah, and we we played all fast songs, oh. no ballads, huh. and they were it was pretty much all all of an angle. Anglo crowd and they knew all the lyrics to the right song. On. It was really amazing. Dick Dale was there. Dick right? Dale, we co-lined with the awesome. trash. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So let's talk about the. I'm glad you bring that up. Let's let's talk about the Midnighters now. Yeah. Uh, well, today, 
Well, we, we, we've had uh, uh, many singers throughout the years, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, Willie G being the original singer, mm-hmm. but we also had Alanaya, we had uh, uh, Charlie Munoz, King, King Charles Coda, Hank Castro. It, the Midnighters is an organization like the Lakers. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, we win championship uh, ball games every year, mm-hmm. but uh, sometimes we change players, mm-hmm. and uh, this is a fitting introduction. And now you have a very cool, uh, uh, and, and you know, with a great voice, but very cool cool looking Greg Esparza. Yeah, he's he's our new guy. He's our quarterback. We should is Greg Come uh, on hello. In, say hello. <laughs> I'm just waiting, you know, waiting my turn. <laughs> Talk about that. I mean, what I mean, you, you you have a good set of pipes uh uh and and you hook up with such a cool band. Tell, talk about that experience. Yeah, I basically was a lover of music. Uh, my dad had one of the best collections of records. I was learning, teaching myself to just sing Johnny Mathis, Nat King Cole, Frank Sinatra. Where are you from, Holmes? La Habra. La Habra is my hometown. Uh uh, OC in the house. La Habra, California (laughs) is just east of East L.A. There you go. The Far East. (laughs) We like to say that's where Whitty Boulevard starts. (laughs) Right. It depends. You're right. (laughs) From our perspective. But, you know, my dad had the best oldies collection. I I learned everything. Uh For some reason, though, I never flipped the Whittier Boulevard album on. Uh-huh. Just, you know, it wasn't in my, my scope yet. I wasn't ready for it. Uh-huh. But there I was, 15, 16 years old, and I said, I'm going to trip on this. I'm going to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was burning out on some of the Sinatra stuff. We only had one album. <laughs> but then again, we only had one Midnighter album, uh-huh. too, until I turned it on. And uh-huh. I Need Someone was the first song that came on, and I just was blown away by the sound. Mm-hmm. The music, the the song, you know, the, just the everything about it. From that point on, um, not being a musician, I just learned the songs. Mm-hmm. I was singing everything a cappella, you know. And and <laughs> so, how was the transition? Well, I mean, how, first, well, first of all, how how did you end up connecting with the it, Midnighters? Yeah, it it was just a thing as a kid uh, dreaming about wanting to go back in time. I wish I was there in '65. Uh-huh. As a kid, you you lose perception of time, and I didn't think that in '65. Here I am in 1985. It was so far bygone Mm -hmm. in my mind so it wasn't until my early 20s when i was at the the old hop on the 60 freeway and the midnighters were on the marquee Uh and it blew my mind i I, it was just like wow they're still playing Uh right um i ran into jimmy and just you know i was full of fire i was a young you know he sure was he was a spitfire (laughs) he comes up and says you gotta hear me sing you gotta hear me i said i know all your songs so he invited me to the show he said hey i'll I'll get you backstage and you know i showed up um you know with my date we got our chairs and you know and and i went back there and i wanted to i wanted him to hear me sing Uh and he says do you have a demo and I said, and I said, what? You know, a demo. He said, yeah, yeah, a cassette. You know, it's <laughs> early '90s. What's a demo? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and so uh, I didn't, you know. Uh-huh. But I went, you know. I I thanked them. I met them, and it was it was a highlight. You know, enjoyed what? the show. But it wasn't until this was early '90s, '91, '92. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until 1998, uh, almost you know, so many years later. And I was at this time. Basically, people were starting to hear that th- I'm this guy that sings, and mm-hmm. it was Cannibal and the Headhunters that I was there to meet to uh-huh. audition at the at the House of Blues on the Sunset Strip. Uh-huh. They were in concert with the Midnighters, and everyone was celebrating Freddie Fender getting his star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Nice, awesome. awesome. Now, I I heard that Jimmy and the Midnighters were in the next room, and I said, when I see that guy Jimmy, I'm going to tell him I want him to hear me sing. Uh-huh. 
So Jimmy for the second time <laughs> gave me his business card, uh-huh. and he, he said, he upped "Call it. me." He, he upped it. Right. Yeah, he said, call me. Uh-huh. I walked in the room and he was finishing a joke saying something about a frog on a log or something <laughs> like that. And the whole room was laughing and I, I was the only one not laughing because I didn't know the whole joke. Uh-huh. But I walked right I up to either. him. I didn't either. He gave me his card. I was card. improvising, Holmes. <laughs> he gave me his card. I never called him. That's because the next morning, the headhunters, this was uh, Bobby uh, Jaramillo uh-huh. and uh, Richard Lopez, uh, Rabbit and Scar. They called me up, and five days later, I auditioned, and it, they gave me the spot. Okay. So from 98 to 2005, I was doing shows here and there, uh-huh. singing with Cannibal and the Headhunters. But um, in, in 2003, with a very light schedule, um, I wasn't you know doing much, you know. but I, I, I had just come from uh, touring with a band from Mexico City um, in France. So I'm on this roll, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2003 rolls around, and I'm not. I'm being asked to sing at a private party. I sang one song, uh, Gloria by the Cadillacs, and Jimmy happened to be at that party. Oh. Yeah, this, this, this was, was in 2003 this, now. Yeah, this, <laughs> this was a Tariada, and, and uh, uh-huh. oh, I go to the Tariada, we have this mutual friends, and there, I said, hey, there's that kid again. Hey, but he's, he's not a kid. He's grown. He's matured. He has a school <laughs> beret on. You know, he's kind of, <laughs> you know, he looked he look cool. Uh-huh. And, and so they're playing. <laughs> he sings his oldies, Gloria. Do that with the, ooh, he's just stuff. I mean, really, I said, oh, he can sing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that's when I earmarked him. Right then, uh-huh. that one moment in time, you never know when it's going to happen. But he was persistent. We talk about this all the time. With faith, you can do anything. Uh-huh. I said, faith got you in the Midnighters. Uh-huh. Faith uh, got me the Greek theater four years in a row. Awesome. When they were saying, who are the, nice. mid- who are the, who are the Midnighters? We didn't remember. <laughs> I said, do your homework. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's when I heard his voice, and I said, he can sing ballads. And how has that right. been? How how, has it, how how are is Greg Esparza being received as the midnighter frontman, it is is always warm. It's always generous. Uh, there's always people just complimenting. It. It's just a lot of love. Call in, excuse me. Call in if you guys have anything to say. Two seven five twin six two six two seven five twin. Now let me ask you, uh, what name some of the your favorite midnighter songs to sing? Um, It'll never be over for me. Is is one of my favorite ballads. For some reason, uh, the first songs that I was out, I was always, if people said, sing a song, sing a song, I would always sing To Be With You. Mm-hmm. Uh, just incredible lyrics. I, I was just passionate about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so when when 2003, I meet him in 2006, you know, he actually called me <laughs> and said, wow. hey, the midnight is going in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, when we left that meeting in 2003, uh, he said, I got this guy. If he doesn't make it, I got this other guy. And, you know, and if he doesn't make it, I'm going to give you a call. And so I just left thinking, oh, I'm number three. And, and you know, who knows? And you got the gig. And got you got the gig. Done. So, 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 fast forward. It. <laughs> I, We're there. I, that's it, Jose. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So, I like so, it. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Star Wars. So these these songs, I mean, they, since since I was a kid, they just I built up the their repertoire within me uh-huh. passionately. So when 2006, you know, rolls around, it, it was a dream. The come timing true. was right. Now you're right. You're, you're a pretty young guy, and and um, the Midnighters are an established, you know, uh, they're they're they've been. Around. I know what you're gonna say. Here's the deal. Fast forward. Okay. <laughs> All right. Touche. Right. What happened was when when I would use a singer, it would take a while for them to get seasoned with a band like a good basketball team. Sure. You could have great players, but they have to learn how to play ball together. So. Um, 
probably uh, it took about it took about two years to really get it seasoned. What happened? I was getting a call. Sorry. Yeah. Try again. <laughs> okay. Anyway, right now uh, we just did a show at Cuban Pete's in Lakewood, and and we had a thousand people yeah. come into a seven hundred uh, capacity club, and they turned away four or five hundred wow. people. Wow. The wow. Ener- the energy right now is incredible. Uh-huh. Greg is totally doing some good quarterbacking. Uh-huh. Uh, the band uh, is doing all the c- correct things that a band should be uh-huh. doing. And I'm very happy. Can can you name the the rest of the band? Yeah, we have Bobby Loya on the trumpet. Mm-hmm. We have Larry Rendon. Hi, Larry. What's Original. Say, say, say hello right to Larry. There. Get everybody. Hi, Larry. Hi, Larry. Hi, Larry. What's up? Okay, just you're killing me. No. <laughs> oh, what do you, wait. When you hear him play, yes. Uh, yeah, Larry Rendon, original saxophone player. Uh-huh. We have uh, uh, Bobby Navarrete, who played with Terra. Uh, he's the uh, the uh, alto saxophone to- solo uh-huh. on Together, baby. Uh-huh. Yes, I love it. So, and then we have uh, we have two two drummers. Uh, we've had Aaron Ballesteros for many many years, but right now we have Robert Zapata from Cannibal and the Headhunters joining Hello. us. Hello, oh, right on. Hey. Oh, listen, we have a caller on the air. Who's this? Hello, th- uh, it's Brian. Hey, Brian, this is Jose from Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Do you have a question for the band or a comment? Um, I just got a comment. I think you know Greg's a good singer, and and he's from my hometown of La Habra. All right. right and um, home, the Midnighters, my mom goes back with him. You know, my mom's, you know, um, she's 62, and she followed the Midnighters all the way through, you know. And we went to, you know, the venue last week, you N- know, at the hop over there in Lakewood. Nice. Cuban and um, I just want to say Greg's doing a good job, and the Midnighters are the bomb. All right. If, if, you, don't you. Go to, you, if you don't go to a show, you should go to one. Well, wow, thank you very much. Thanks for calling. Thank right you, on, thank you, thank you, bro. All right, thanks for calling. So that's awesome, dude. You got fans out there. Yeah, we we really yeah. we really have a, a. It's energy. It's an energy flow. People are getting healed at our shows. I mean, it, it, you know, emotionally, you know, they they get together, they they forget about their troubles. The checks in the mail doesn't make any difference anymore. I think I think that's <laughs> a, you know what I think that's a good segue because I really like one of your tracks. One of your my favorite tracks is that town. This town I live in, yes. and I think it's synonymous with with who you guys are. I mean, you, you think about with your boulevard, you think about Land of a Thousand Dances. Uh, the town I live in is just another one of those feed me rolas. Can we play it right now? You, you sure it. can, you sure can Reagan. All right, and here we go. We're going to play a little bit of it for right now, and uh, we'll be right back.
Saxophone, brother. It makes me want to get my nina and dance. Shout That's it. Do the, the, he, the gangster lean. <laughs> when you go to the parties and get your cup and, you know. So what's up? This town I live in, you know. I mean, you guys are a band from East L.A. You will forever be connected to it because people know you guys, the Midnighters, the, the band from East L.A. who really established a sound. Tell us about that song. Well, it was originally recorded by McKinley Mitchell, and Willie G brought it to the band. Uh, we were a melting pot. Willie lived in South Central, so he brought a lot of the black influence to the group, which was really cool. Sad Girl by Jay Wiggins. Right. Uh, Given Up on Love, Jerry Butler. Uh, and uh, he just had such a soulful voice, and we, we sort of just made it our own by putting all the different elements together with the horns and the guitars and things. But really... That song throughout the years just became more and more identified with East Los Angeles and Chicanos because the town I live in, you know, all the trials and tribulations that that uh, minorities have had to go through, mm-hmm. and and you know, there's no, nothing wrong with that, you know, saying that everybody, every everybody's been a minority in yeah. this country at one point. Yes. Right. Yeah. right. The world is a ghetto, Holmes. That's it. The world is a <laughs> <Yes>. ghetto. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you're talking about that because. Uh, in the time of of when you know the the Midnighters came out, uh, um, it was in the rock and roll scene uh, was you know uh, providing kind of a tapestry, if you will, for the civil rights movement. Absolutely, that brings uh, us to Chicano Power. Okay, right at the time, sixty seven, uh, the the uh, Love Sixties was over. Uh, we uh-huh. went to Vietnam. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, James Brown released Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. Um, so now people were now polarizing and looking for cultural identity. Uh-huh. They didn't dig the melting pot anymore. They said, I got to be who I am. Mm. And so uh, uh, the Chicanos had their uh, brown, uh, uh, brown, uh, brown, berets. brown beret and they yes. had the Chicano walkouts. At Ruben, Garfield Ru- High. Ruben Salazar got shot right, at the Silver right. Dollar. Mm-hmm. And so we felt compelled to answer to it politically. So what we did, I'm going to lower my voice on that one now, uh, because now we're talking historically. Mm-hmm. What we did, we uh, we felt compelled to give our gente something. Mm-hmm. So we d- did Chicano Power. We released it under Whittier Records, but that particular song, we put it on La Raza label, mm-hmm. White Fence Publishing, which was a notorious gang in the area. Uh-huh. Right, I remember that. Uh-huh. White Fence. You do. Yeah. You probably got your butt whipped. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they were chasing his ass. Well, sure. But Angel, they didn't. Angel, was, uh, Angel says, I'm on a U.S. Uh, he's 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 leave my Ronald Reagan brother alone. <laughs> home. Hey, incidentally, you guys out there, these guys are the coolest cats. I'm so proud to be yeah, here thank with you, these thank guys. Thank you. You thank guys you are much. awesome. Hey, you got to check out their bumper stickers. You got to check out that. I love that picture of you guys. There, <laughs> thank man. you very much. Yeah, it's really bad. cool. And you know, we, we are, uh, well, it's interesting because we were talking and, and you had uh, we you mentioned that uh, at first uh, 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 you followed this with uh, a ballad for yeah it's Caesar Chavez Caesar the Chavez. ballad of Caesar Chavez but you were not really I mean uh, me personally I wasn't into it because I was still an entertainer uh-huh. I was still Paul McCartney you know what I'm saying you're know <laughs> <I'm saying? laughs> an artist I, you know someone's knocking at the door uh-huh. somebody's ringing a bell do me a favor open the door. I let him in. So that was the kind right. of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, they would never let me in, you know, so uh-huh. I said, let's riot. Right? But, but in retrospect. Uh, Are we pulling the plug on me now? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Just, no. <laughs> no. Ronald See, Reagan looked at me. I said, oh, my gonna God. going to bring out the gong. I'm over budget. Right? <laughs> I'm over budget. I were budgeted. My, brother, uh, my brother's waving the, the time at me right I'm just letting, letting, you, letting you know the time. That's, That's all. all. Say, wave this and wave so, this. Buddy. So, I, I, yeah, let's, let's tell our listeners yeah. what's next. And, and and where they can find you. Right here, Holmes. <laughs> At Theo Lisa's garage. Right, 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 here, right, right now. Where else? <laughs> ben they hold those. King Taco. You, uh, King Taco, yes. Uh, a new CD? Yeah. The, uh, what? Uh, where are we going to be performing at next? Yes, yes. where are you going to be? Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> let's see. Where are we going to be? Oh, yeah. September the 4th will be at Stevens Steakhouse in the City of Commerce. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Where, they, where Atlantic hits hometown. the five. Yeah, hometown. Just across East Los into Commerce uh-huh. where they don't pay any taxes. Where the 710 <laughs> and the 710. They don't pay taxes in <laughs> Commerce. <laughs> okay. Oh. But we'll be there uh, for a tariada. We got Elvia El- and the fellas playing two sets. Uh-huh. The Midnighters going about 6 o'clock. We'll do two shows, uh-huh. and we'll be there New Year's Eve also. Nice. Yes. Yeah. And then September the 24th, we'll be at the House of Blues. Uh, with Anaheim. The Lat- 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 Anaheim. show. Yeah, Anaheim. Uh, uh, Tierra. And the OC. El Chicano. El Chicano and, the, and, and Tierra. The oh, yeah. the Latin Legends show. Yeah. It's going to be great. Awesome. Where could they find you on the, our websites? Facebook. Look us up on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. If you just look up my name, if you go to Greg Esparza or Greg Esparza Music, I um, I did it that way because we're going to be making a Midnighter page, an official Midnighter page. Okay. But uh, you can just type in my name, Greg Esparza or Greg Esparza Music. I will rotate all the information, all the upcoming shows and all the information. You can find us there or on Twitter. We got to play one more song, but it's, 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 and Jimmy, will you introduce the next song? Yeah, this is a song that, that uh, traditionally we end all our shows with. It's called That's All. Huggy Boy used to play it uh, as his closing number on K-Earth 101. And it's us saying, until we see you again, reach for the stars. I can only give you love that lasts forever And a promise to be near each Time you call And the only heart I own Is for you and you alone That's all That's all I can only give you country walks In springtime And a hand to hold when these begin 
Listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Kick back and listen. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for my brother's chill lounge. present. It is of paramount importance to be here, now, in the present. You see, typically, our peace is disturbed by hurt, resentment, fear, or what have you of the past or future. Indeed, these are very real feelings, but based on something that has occurred past or may or may not occur future. This condition, unchecked, will manifest into behavior that you will regret. 
not to mention its self-imposed anxiety. And by allowing ourselves to live in the past and future, they actually live your life for you and cheat you of really experiencing peace. Consider this. Take control and stop controlling. Allow yourself to experience the present, good or bad, no matter what. This affords us the tangibles of the present to really get a grip of your life and really live it as you desire. This will put us in a realm where peace is attainable and abundant. Chill. One love. And that is another edition of Angels Chill Lounge. Thanks, everybody, for listening. For all our new listeners, please come back. And uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twin Talk Show, or, or Twitter, Twin Talk Show, or on iTunes. Just search for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Remember, you could also go to TwinTalkCast.com to listen to all our previous podcasts. And listen to our radio station there. We got some kick-ass music that you don't hear anywhere else. And now we're going to have the Midnighters done. And yeah. you know what? We want to thank our guest, Rachel Kay, for being here. We want to thank our guests... Um, uh, Jimmy and Greg from the Midnighters. Hey, you guys want to say goodnight? Or yeah, look I'd just like to say you guys are awesome. We really enjoyed it. Thank Maybe you. we can do a part two sometime I later on it. down the line. Yeah. Oh. You the guys, sequel. You guys are invited to uh, any of our shows. You guys will be our personal guests. You Thank you. Let me know. You're down for the crown. Thank you guys. You're doing a very important show. I love it. These guys out there, they're as handsome as they sound. <laughs> Thanks, Holmes. Hey, great I show. Just, yeah, I want to say uh, thank you. I'm going to set my sights in the U.K. right now. Irish Soul Brother says he's always packing the floors with It'll Never Be Over For Me. Nice. At the Belfast Soul Club. And bringing it a little closer home to all the homies in East L.A., to my beautiful bunny in Echo Park. Ah, our good friends out in Riverside in the Big I.E., the Midnight Cruisers, Familia Esparza, and all you people that are at our shows, we love you all. Thank you all so right. much. Malo awesome. Suave, my personal friend, Malo Suave. Hector, I love you, man. Okay, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the, the Midnighters. And thank you very much for joining us. That's it for us tonight. Be with us next week, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. on TwinTalkCast.com, y'all. Shoo!